Drew Hoffer and I filling in for Brandon Tierney and Eric Davis. 95.7 The Game, the Bay Area's only FM sports station. In our next segment, it's just going to be a continuation of this segment. We are so happy to have in studio for the next 30 minutes the new center for the Golden State Warriors, Andrew Bogan. Andrew, how you doing, man? Thanks for coming in. Doing all right. Doing great. Yeah, so tell us what your day's been like. I know you got people pulling you in crazy different directions. It must be a uh, head-spinning week for you. It's been pretty busy. Um, obviously, I haven't been traded before neither, so it's the first time I've gone through all this. Um, but it's a, it's an exciting time for me. I'm very happy to be in the Bay Area. Um, every morning, I'm doing my rehab, conditioning, um, weight work, um, treatment, and you know the afternoons, I'm usually off or, or doing some media stuff, so it's been good. How's that rehab coming along? I see you're wearing that boot still. Are you, everything feeling all right? Yeah, I got to get Nike to make me a pair of these because it doesn't look too good, but um, <laughs> it's getting there. Um, it's just a precautionary thing. I mean, I can walk pretty pretty fine without it. Um, the doctors just don't want me doing it at the moment. Um, so I'm riding a bike for about 30 minutes and get my heart rate up for some conditioning and doing a lot of upper body weight work and a lot of, a lot of soft tissue and ice and that type of stuff. So it's not fun, but you've got to get through it. One of our uh, uh, regular guests here is one of your new teammates, David Lee. Uh, we spoke to him earlier today, and he said that he had just gotten off an exercise bike next to you. I understand the Warriors had to go out and, and get a super – they had to supersize their exercise bike because <laughs> they've never had somebody as big as you over the past 20 years or so. Yeah, I think they've had seven-footers, but I'm I'm all legs, as you can see. I'm, <laughs> my uh, my torso is not too big, so yeah, I struggled to, to get on the bike. I was hitting the, uh, hitting the handlebars with my knees, so – um, GM saw it and came up to me and said, "We're going to get you a new bike, big fella." So it's pretty good. So besides biking, how do you how do you stay in shape? Because a foot injury, obviously, you can't do a lot of running or, or lifting and, and a lot of leg work. So how are you staying in shape? Uh, just just innovative ways to get your heart rate up. Um, doing some rope work, meaning just the long long ropes that you usually find in a gymnasium, hanging mm-hmm. off a roof. They're on the ground, and I'm moving them up and down with my arms. Um, but mainly bike. I mean, bike's probably the best way at the moment. I was getting in a pool earlier on, but turn that down a little bit right now and a lot of weight work. Um, but I get my conditioning back pretty quickly once I'm allowed to run again, so it shouldn't be too hard. Does your diet have to change at all, being that you have to kind of tweak your training a little bit? Yeah, no, a uh, little bit, but I've got a pretty fast metabolism still, so I'm pretty pretty lucky um, that, you know, uh, you know, my stomach works pretty well. He's still a puppy. He's 27 years old. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm telling you, because <laughs> when, when I pull a hamstring, I, I, I scarf down pizza. That's how I was <laughs> Pizza and uh, beer. Professional athlete versus not professional <laughs> athlete. The professional athlete we're speaking to is Andrew Bogut, new member of the Golden State Warriors. I'm Michael Urban, Drew Hoffer. We're in for BT and ED here on the drive. 95.7 The Game on the Barriers, only FM sports station. Andrew, did you did you have some sort of sense, I mean, in the back of your head, a gut feeling, I'm probably going to get dealt, and if the answer to that is yes, did you think of Golden State as a, a likely or at least possible destination? Well, yeah, obviously, um, you know, we all have player agents and the reason mm-hmm. why they, they make the big bucks is because they keep us in the loop. Yep. And I know I know, I was almost moved last offseason. Um, and, you know, once the, the injury um, happened at the end of January, I kind of knew there was a high chance to get traded. I thought, you know, I'm probably going to get traded. Um, the only thing that's going to set me back is being hurt. So teams might not, might not want to take the risk because I'm hurt. Right. Um, and then, you know, I got that call and, you know, the rest is history. So I'm excited to be here. And, you know, it's a first start for me. I had seven great years in Milwaukee, but at the same time, I think it's time for me to start again. What was your perception of, of the Warriors? If you're not directly considering, hey, I, I might end up going there, but from the outside looking in, we're so close to it, sometimes we overvalue our players or we're too harsh on our own players. What, what's, what's your perception of the Warriors from the Milwaukee standpoint when you look at that team? Well, so at the moment, I mean, just, just getting here, it's a great organization, I think. Um, you know, first and foremost, the, the owner's doing a great job. of The facilities are phenomenal. 
um, since I got here, everything's been first class. Um, on the court, I think the reason why I am here and the main reason why they, they traded for me is, you know, uh, we need a defensive presence, you know, in the paint. We don't we don't really, no disrespect to our guys that we have now, but I think I can feel that void of shot blocking, rebounding and, and taking charges and, and just making sure there's a presence in that paint. Similar to what Tyson Tiana's has done in New York, um, there's a big difference when he's hurt and he doesn't play, um, and that's kind of what I need to bring here. And um, there's no secret, you know, we gave up 66 points yesterday in the first half at, at Houston. I mean, uh, there's no excuse for that. We need to get better defensively, and hopefully, I can be that guy. When you're when you're looking at the Warriors, though, before the trade, was it glaringly obvious? Look, this is clearly the missing piece for this team. Yeah, definitely so, definitely so. And everyone needs to be held accountable defensively, not not just bringing bringing a seven footer in that can block shots. I mean, we need from 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 day one. You know, once we start training camp next year, we need to establish that. Um, but we have a lot of a lot of positives. We have um, Clay Thompson, David Lee, Steph Curry, um, bringing myself in the mix, and you know we have some cap space. Um, and we also have a bunch of bunch of draft, first round draft picks, so um, and a, and some second round draft picks. So the owners, you know, Joe and you know the GM Larry Riley, I mean they're, they're being very very active. Um, so for people to say that they don't they don't want this thing to get better, that's an absolute you know hypocrisy because I think they're doing everything in their power, regardless of what's happened in the last couple of weeks, to try and get this franchise better. Have you had a chance to hang around the guys and get to know them, go out to dinner or anything like that? Yeah, Steph had me over two nights ago to watch a game because I'm, cause I'm in a hotel, so there's no league pass, so I got to watch that game. And Yeah, league pass um, is big. Yeah, 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 it is, it is. Um, and then David Lee is a great guy, you know, team captain and very communicative, and there's a lot of good guys. Um, you know, this is a very, very different group to what I've experienced. You know, a lot of guys tend to hang around the facility longer than they have to, which is which is very exciting to see. Guys, guys are in there and genuinely want to be around each other, mm-hmm. um, regardless of wins and losses, which is very important in this mm-hmm. league. What would you say is the biggest difference so far between the two organizations, uh, the Bucks and the Warriors? Well, obviously the market's about 50, 50 times bigger. <laughs> so that's first and <laughs> foremost. Uh, the gym's full. You know, the, the fans, um, very, very vocal um, awesome arena to play in. Even when I was, a, you know, on the Milwaukee Bucks, we'd come in here and um, the Warriors would have a bad record, but the fans would still show up and they'd still cheer and, and, and try to, you know, give them their best. So that's probably the biggest thing. I mean, I'm just excited to hopefully, you know, get healthy and play in front of the people here. We're talking with New Warriors center Andrew Bogut here on the drive, 95.7 The Game to Barry's only FM sports station. Andrew, uh, look, we want the fans to get to know you. This is going to be a... a probably a regular thing we'll be talking to you on a regular basis but there are a couple a couple of uncomfortable questions that we got to get out of the way as the get to know you process one i can't imagine what it's like to be walking around and and knowing that some people have slapped the injury prone label on you when they're not chronic injuries they're to a certain degree freak injuries does that frustrate you at all it does a little bit, but that's pro sports. I mean, we're, we're paid to play, and obviously, when you're not playing, you're gonna you're gonna receive some some negativity, and that's just a part of the business. Um, you know, what I would say is, I've only had one injury in my NBA career that was probably because my core wasn't strong enough. That's when I had a stress fracture in my back, and and there were other issues evolved around that. But the last two injuries, I mean, I can't control. You know, falling on my on my arm and breaking everything in my right arm, and I can't mm-hmm. I can't control having a good defensive quarter in Houston, blocking three or four shots, and going for my fifth block, and and Kyle Lowry kind of undercuts me, and I fall on his foot. Um, you know, so if you call that that chronic, you know, it's pretty uneducated in my opinion. But the reality is I have been hurt. 
So I need to I need to try and I don't know maybe go see a, a witch doctor or something off season <laughs> to try and uh, get that bug bug away from me. So well, it's just a pretty cosmopolitan city. You could probably find a witch doctor <laughs> if you really wanted to. If you really wanted to, you could find anything you Might want. Might be to. some listening. You never know. In, so. in this area, uh, so let, let's flash back to the Chris Mullen retirement ceremony, the Jersey retirement ceremony. Uh, uncomfortable night, obviously. We don't need to get into too much detail, but you're in the house. You're watching it. How'd that make you feel? Um, well, first and foremost, I think it shows the fans are passionate and they, they want their team to do well. So there's no disrespect in that. I think it probably was not the right place in the right time um, for that that kind of thing. And I think the fans are going to learn in the next the next couple of years that the you know the owner's willing to do whatever it takes. And and he knows a lot about the game. You know, he's not one of those owners that sits back and lets the GM do everything. He's actually involved in a lot of the front office decisions, and he actually knows about guys' stats on other teams, mm-hmm. free agents. You know, and uh, it was a little different from what we experienced. Right you get that? Do you get that just from talking with him since yes. you've been here? Yeah, he knows. He knows the game. He's not just a, an owner that's, hey, I'm an owner. I want to own a team because you know I'm cool and it's it's a thing to do if you're a billionaire. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm owning a team. Looks sweet on a business yeah, card. I'm owning a team because I want it to be successful. Mm-hmm. You know, and fans will realize that, and I can see that from day one. You come to our practice facility, everything's first class. We got chiropractors, masseuses. We got you know everything you need there is first class, and that just that just tells me that. Things are going the right way, and from what I understand, it wasn't like that a couple of years ago. So, um, you keep your players happy. You know, things 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 get better on the court. And one of the things that Warriors fans haven't really gotten a chance to see is traditional basketball. This team has to go small ball because of the personnel that they have. And and, and David Lee, he's going to get a chance to play traditional basketball. Even when he was in New York, he was basically an undersized center. That's what I think the people who are looking at this trade from the long view are excited about. It's the most simple play in basketball. Dump the ball into the big man. Be nice if the big man has good hands and can pass out of that double team. You're well known as a really good passing big man. Tell me how dramatically the dynamic on court can change for these Golden State Warriors with you in the mix. Well, that's exactly it. We still want to be aggressive offensively, like we are, um, but I think we kind of take a backseat to defense. So um, the, the small ball works in the regular season. I'll say that mm-hmm. it wins you games, but it's not going to win you playoff series. It's not going to get you deep into the playoffs. And, and there's there's a lot of evidence backing that up when you look at teams of the past, the Phoenix Suns, Golden right. State was one of those teams. It'll, it'll get you wins in the regular season. And I think we need to kind of figure out that happy medium of of scoring points, but but getting stops as well on the defensive end. All right, we're talking with Andrew Bogut. When we come back, more from Andrew. The big man is in studio right here at 95.7 The Game. I'm Michael Urban. Drew Hoffer is in with me. We're in for Brandon Tierney and Eric Davis. Again, more with New Warrior Center, Andrew Bogut. We, we come back on 95.7 The Game, the Barry's only FM sports station. So, we're going to be previewing tonight's Sweet 16 action. It's night two of the Sweet 16. We're also going to give you our last licks. But for now, we're going to go back to Andrew. Of course, you know that he was acquired from Milwaukee along with Steven Jackson in exchange for Kwame Brown, Monte Ellis, and Epe Udo back on March 13th. You might not know this little bit of trivia. Andrew made a little bit of history along with our very own Alex Smith of the 49ers in 2005. Andrew was taken with a number one pick in 2005 of the NBA draft. Alex, the number one pick out of Utah in 2005 in the NFL draft. How familiar are, we, are you with uh, Alex? You guys kick it at all? No, we didn't really kick it. Um, you know, we, we, we knew of each other, and um, I was going through a lot in college being from Australia. I was homesick both years, and uh, he hung out with uh, a couple of the older, older guys on my team, but we didn't really hang out too much. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned Australia. Of course, you're from, you're from Melbourne, correct? Correct, yeah. 
they got the Aussie connection going on at St. Mary's. Yep. Do, it, because of that, do you pay any extra attention, even though it's not your alma mater? Do you know any guys from over there? Did you hear of them? You know, when they were the youngsters coming up behind you? Yeah, they're probably my bogey team. So um, if they're not playing Utah, I'm, I'm usually following St. Mary's. So mm-hmm. um, obviously, the you know Randy Bennett's done a great job establishing a pipeline. We've got a lot of great players in Australia, especially for the collegiate system and. Um, I know Delver Dover pretty well. I, I'm real good friends with Paddy Mills, um, the former point guard, and um, a couple of the other guys I knew from back in the day as well. So it's, it's, pretty good, it's a pretty smart thing that he's doing. Tell me about the Australian Institute for Sport. It's listed as your high school, but it's it's like almost like a sporting factory. Is it true? Maybe I'm oversimplifying, but it, from what I understand, it's they identify the most promising young athletes in the country, and then they put them into this institute, and it, it is schooling, but... The bottom line is they're trying to build up their uh, Olympic sports program, and that's a huge part of it. Yeah, it is. I can't remember which Olympics it was. I think it was eighty, it was eighty four, eighty eight. Uh, we didn't get many medals as a country, and the government established the Australian Institute of Sport. That's how it started mm-hmm. to train athletes to have a better, better medal tally at the next Olympics. And uh, basically, for basketball, it's around fifteen, sixteen years, years old. They they target those guys, and, and we just go there. Um, we just train every day. Um, strength and conditioning, um, learn how to recover, learn how to look after your body, a lot of shooting sessions, practice sessions, and we play, We played in a, in a minor league in Australia as well, so we're playing against grown men, which was really good. Um, school was separate to it. School's not affiliated with it at all. It's not like a college, so if you're in high school, you go to a high school, a bus takes you to high oh, school. Okay. We had a couple of guys on our team that actually graduated that were a bit older, so they went to university. You, you can get, have a job off-site if you want. So it's not really a school. It's, it's actually just a straight sport. Okay. So maybe we have rowers, gymnasts, um, soccer players, uh, volleyball players. So you just live there full-time and train every day. Oh. What are some of the biggest names that come out of that, uh, that, that sport? Um, myself, obviously, Paddy Mills, Luke Longley. Um, most of the powers in basketball that have come out of there um, – Fair few soccer players that are playing professionally all around the world. So, usually basketball is you know the biggest. And I know the Olympics are, are near and dear to your heart, but like you also have to show a certain level of loyalty to the franchise that's investing a lot of money in you now. And uh, first off, can we say you are not going to play the rest of this year in the NBA? Ninety nine percent sure. Yes. Okay. Yes. The Olympics. You still hold not hope for that, or do you have to struggle with the loyalty to the country, the loyalty to the Warriors? Well, it's a tough one, like you said. I mean, the Warriors pay my bills, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, um, but playing for your country is a, a great accomplishment. I've been lucky enough to go to two Olympics, um, and anyone who's been involved with an Olympic Games, as a, you know, as a, as a worker, as a coach, as a player, um, it's a phenomenal experience. It's a life-changing experience. You meet the best athletes in the world, all in one village, living together. Um, so you always want to go. But if I'm not 110, percent I'm not. I'm not playing in Olympics. So unless I'm comfortable that my ankle is fully healed and he's he's, he's able to sustain. A game every second day with practices and flights. Um, I'll go. Otherwise, you know, if there's any doubt on my mind, um, I, I don't think I'll risk, you know, uh, re-injuring my ankle. Mm-hmm. Andrew, I want to ask you the same question I asked David Lee about an hour ago. Assuming that you stay healthy and down the road you're still a Golden State Warrior, do you see Golden State be a, being a free agent destination? I don't see why it shouldn't be. I mean, we need to establish something first, and that's a winning culture, and that's a culture that, that wins games. Um, but when you look at the city, the people. The beautiful city, the people are very supportive. I mean, imagine that we're having winning seasons, how loud the fans will be. You know, <laughs> right. that's what I always think about. We, we get a winning season out, and you know, we, we need to start establishing a playoff team, not just for you know one year or two years, but to get better and better every year. And that'll take time, but at the same time, I think you know, free agents will look at it once we start building something and want to come here. Do you think when free agents look at Golden State right now, they look at it and say, okay, 
Well, Mark Jackson might have something brewing there because it seemed like the the hiring of Mark was in part because he's a charismatic guy and he seems like somebody that could turn the Warriors, help change the perception of the franchise. In your dealings with him to this point, do you get the same sense? Definitely so, and he's a former player. So coaches, uh, players in this league always respect coaches that have played in the league Mm -hmm. a little more for some reason. That's just because they know what, what it takes, what you go through, what your body goes through mentally and physically. Um, and Coach Jackson understands that, obviously being a big media personality, very well spoken, but when he needs to turn it on, he'll turn it on and go after guys. And I think, like I said, I think it all starts with the whole franchise in itself and getting back on that winning winning page and then, then everything else will take care of itself. So Mark Jackson, is he's a first-time head coach. He's surrounded himself with guys who have the X's and O's, but the X's and O's are going to change real dramatically next year. Like I said, it's going to be more of a traditional style of basketball. But I get the sense he does want to run. Do you like to run the floor? Are you the type of guy that wa- that wants to be trailing that break and calling for the ball and and you know hammering it down if somebody happens to miss a layup, or are you more are you more comfortable in the half game set? Well, funnily enough, before I came to the NBA, that was my game. I mean, in Utah, if you look at my tapes and, and even in juniors, I used to run run the floor like a deer and try to get cheap buckets early, and then came to Milwaukee, we were a bit more um, half court orientated. I mean, the Eastern Conference is a half court orientated you know side of the league, so. Mm-hmm. The West is run and gun, um, so I obviously need to get myself in very, very good shape to, to be able to sustain that kind of running all game, but I don't see why I can't. Talking with Andrew Bogut, new center for the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Andrew, tell me a little bit about your day-to-day process. There's got to be ice baths involved in this. There's got to be some of it that's just an absolute grind. I know you get a chance to jack up a couple shots, and that's probably like a great joy as part of your <laughs> rehab process, but what's the most monotonous, mind-numbing part of what you're doing? It's probably just the the swelling. Sometimes it swells, sometimes it doesn't. So you, you do a good job getting all the swelling out, uh, which I did before the trade, and then I flew for four and a half hours and got off the plane and I was back to square one. So um, at the moment I get up, I, I do my conditioning in the mornings for about half an hour to 45 minutes, followed by some strength and conditioning, weight work for another 30 minutes. I do some touch shooting from, from close by, just keep my touch in both hands, and then um, the trainers you know, do some soft tissue for about 30 minutes, some mobilizations, some strength work. And then I'm in a cold, you know, ice bath. Um, and then the day doesn't stop there for me. You know, I go back to to the room, um, and then I usually ice another five times before I go to bed. So just try to stay off it as much as I can, and and, and get the you know be a professional about it. I'm injured, but I can still be a professional with my work ethic. Andrew, could you explain to Warrior fans that may not know exactly what type of injury you have or exactly how it occurred and, and how serious it is? Well, yeah, I went to block a shot, um, came down full force on, on Kyle Larry from the Houston Rockets right on his foot, and it just gave out straight away. I knew as soon as I came down that something's happened. Uh, so I basically torn all the ligaments on the outside of it and had a small fracture on the talus, which is basically if you look straight down, it's where your ankle ankle meets the, the bottom of your shin or your leg. Um, and that's the worrying one because you come back too early from that and the, the fracture gets deeper and then shards off. Then you've got a floater, which what we call a floater, floating bone, and that causes all kinds of problems. Um you know, backing that up, it's a very tough spot to go in surgically because it's, it's right next to the shin bone. So you almost have to go around it, and then that's a lot of scar tissue. So the, the best thing is being in this boot, and that's why we're being extra precautionary. Mm-hmm. Andrew, when you first got to town, I talked to some people that have worked in the Milwaukee market. I hear nothing but great things about, oh, you're going to love the guy. He's personable. He's fun to be around in the clubhouse. Now you're coming to the city that you said the market's 50 times better than Milwaukee. Tell us a little bit about yourself Personally, I mean, I don't want to crawl up in your business, but, you know, girlfriends, fiancés, where are you going to live? What, what you know, pockets of the city are you most eager to explore? Your music scene? Tell us about Andrew Bogut, the person. 
Uh, first off, I'm real sarcastic, so sometimes I get myself in trouble on Twitter with that. Cause <laughs> What's your Twitter? What's your Twitter handle? Let's let uh, people Andrew, know that. Andrew M. Bogut. M's my middle name for Michael, so okay. I do get in trouble, as you guys know, because you, know, you can't really tell what tones you know, type on a keyboard right. people don't know the tone. No so, facial right. expression right. on Twitter. Exactly, right. exactly. Right. A smiley face doesn't cut it. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty laid back in that sense. Um, as far as living, I want to be somewhere where I'm next to – I'm kind of a cafe, restaurant. I like to just, you know, in the mornings, I'm very European in that sense from my Croatian background. I like to go to a cafe, read my newspaper, drink my espresso, and kind of let the, the – take in the morning and then, then go off to practice. So I'll probably look for a low-key area that's that's not too hustle and bustle but is busy enough and, and has everything within walking distance. Um my car gets in on Tuesday, so I'm kind of stuck in the hotel until then. Once the car comes on Tuesday, I'll do some um, Dora the Explorer type stuff. And musical tastes? Actually, answer this question first. If you had a dollar for every time you heard either a Men at Work reference or a shrimp <laughs> on the Barbie, would you have to play NBA basketball well, for I just, a I just had one before from one of your, one of your co-workers. <laughs> oh, no. So, five who, minutes ago. Who was it? Was it Crow? That sounds yeah, like was, something Crow would Some of your lines, some of the lines I was supposed to read, uh, shrimp on the Barbie, and I was like, oh, come on. That's, we don't call it shrimp. We don't call it shrimp anyway. We call it prawn, so... You know, that whole stereotype's pretty tough. <laughs> what kind of music are you into? Because you got, you know, basically anything you could possibly imagine here in the city. Um, I like live live bands. Mm-hmm. Um, um, probably the English stuff. I like probably house. Um, I like old school rock and roll, so I like Elvis, um, the Wanderers type type stuff. Um, like that a lot. And then I listen to a lot of Croatian music, so it's not not too easy for you guys to understand, but it's uh, some pretty. There's some pretty crazy songs. I've been to Zagreb and Dubrovnik. Yeah, beautiful man. Took a vacation. Be- beautiful there. part of the it's world. Incredible. Yep. Did you did you fill out a bracket this year? Who do you got? No, I don't bother the brackets because no. it just stressed me out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey Andrew, it's been awesome having you in studio. So appreciate it. New Warrior Center, Andrew Bogut, a half an hour in studio. If you're just joining us and you want to hear the entire interview, go to 957thegame.com. Andrew, best of luck to you with your rehab. Uh, we look forward to talking to you on a regular basis, and, and best of luck with the Golden State Warriors moving forward, man. No worries. Thanks for your time. All right, that's Andrew Bogan of the Golden State Warriors. I'm Mike Lurbin. Drew Hoffer and I are in for Brandon Tierney and Eric Davis. When we come back, we're going to be previewing tonight's Sweet 16 action before we flip over. We are the Bay Area's exclusive home to the NCAA tournament right here on 95.7 The Game, the Bay Area's only FM sports station.